salmon broth like things. Uh, that's bad. Let's not do this again. Hey, Sam. Hey, Ross. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. We 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 did something. Sam, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We made it to 50. Episode 50. This is it right here. After one whole year of saying we were close to episode 50, dead gun. it. might have been longer. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Hi, this is Sam and Ross Like Things, the 50th episode extravaganza, and it I'm is. Sam. And I'm Ross. And I'm extravaganzaning. <laughs> this is the show where we talk about things that we like, and there is no hedging. No hedging. No hedging whatsoever. So we cannot say, I like it because, but I like it, but it doesn't have this thing. In the, right, right. Or, or like, I know that it's dumb to like this thing. Yeah. So you just like your thing. Yeah, just like it. So this is episode 50. <sighs> I don't know what else to say. I don't know either. I mean, I'm surprised that we have done this podcast for as long as we have. Not because it's a chore or because it's a no. stupid podcast. It's just because like it's hard to do. Things. It's hard to do. Yeah, literally anything for this long. Um, I keep meaning to look up when the published date of our first episode was, but I keep forgetting. And I still have the uh, secret unpublished episode zero. That's not do you very really? Good. No, don't. <laughs> that's not even. It's not. That's like the but like when you get a DVD with like yeah, the yeah, bonus yeah. scenes. It's like they're bonus because yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, because they got cut out. <laughs> um, shall we do some some listener mail? Yeah. Wait. Can we wait with just one second? No. Yes. I, I want. I want to. You can. This will. You have to. You have to cut this. Cut it. I want to figure out when our first thing went up. Episode one, Sam. Episode one. Episode one of the Sam Ross Like Things podcast. Do you remember the topics? Phantom Tollbooth and mm. Kroger brand string cheese. Wow, really good memory. Yes, it went up on May 29th, 2015. What babies we were. That's almost three years ago, right? Summer child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's wild. That is wild. Good job, us. Yeah, we did it. I'm proud of us. <sighs> Do you have any string cheese? Or yeah, in my refrigerator right awesome. now. Of course. <laughs> Guess what, Ross? Tell me. We have three pieces of mail. What? Yeah, three pieces of mail to our P.O. box. I think that's the sum total of all previous mails. Uh, it's about, it's close. Okay. So I'm going to hand them to you. I have I I have um, only read some of them. Whoa. Live so, reactions. This is like an unboxing. So, so Ross. Okay. Would you like me to describe this? Uh, I would love you to describe it. This is a picture of uh, the interior of a room. It's a very ornate and golden room. It looks ceremonial or perhaps kingly royal or something. And I feel like it has a vaguely Asian, maybe it's in Asia, maybe not. That's I don't know. It's green and gold. <laughs> and there's a picture of a woman. It looks old. Okay. On the back, it says, I should put my glasses on, Sam. At... As this podcast has progressed over the last three years, my eyesight has gotten, gotten worse. Yeah. Okay. This says, would you like me to say what it is or read it first? I don't know. Okay. It's your show. All right. It's my show. Frederick Richards Leland, a shipping magnate in London, originally used the Peacock Room as a setting for his collection of Chinese blue and white por porcelain and Whistler's painting, The Princess from the Land of Porcelain. That's a pretty, I did a pretty good job. That was I a great like. guess. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> Ross. 
Okay, so this says this is a postcard from from your mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. It says I love playing cribbage with my father, who taught me to play, and my siblings. Never knew about the three person version. I can only imagine that my father learned from his father, but don't know for sure how. Wait, don't know for sure how he learned. He was an excellent card player. My father, to clarify, love mom. Mm. That's great. We still haven't played cribbage yet. We haven't yet. But my uh, schedule has been busy. It's been my fault because you have offered. But she answered the question a few episodes ago. My choice was cribbage, and I wasn't sure if it was a mm-hmm. a family thing, and it and it apparently is. It totally is. Yeah. And so let's say we don't know for sure if it's at least three generations, yeah, yeah, four okay. generations. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask, but possibly more. Right. I wonder. Did we find out the date of cribbage creation invention? I mean, I could look it up on Wikipedia right now. Yeah, like how, like if we go back five generations in your family. Did they invent yeah. cribbage? No. I don't know. Okay, whatever, fine. All right. Thank you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Ready for the next one? Yeah. Oh, this is un... This is... Okay, there's some weight in this one. You can hear it? Uh-huh. It is unopened, and it has no return address on it. Here, I am opening it now. It does have one on the back. Oh, it does, but it's a P.O. box. P.O. Box, well, I won't read it because maybe it's a secret P.O. Box. Inside this envelope, which I am opening now, is some stuff. Oh, look, this is some Virginia, one Virginia 2021, I would say, stickers and swag. Let's see. Oh, great. We've got one Virginia 2021 stickers. We've got a magnet that says gerrymandering sucks. Oh, it does suck. And then we've got some gerrymandering sucks stickers. My son will enjoy these. And then on very nice stationery, this is a note from Brian. And he says, Sam and Ross, you two liking things is a highlight of my Fortnite-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I, I see what you did there. You two liking things is a highlight of my Fortnite-ish. Even though it's not as positive as your message, I hope you enjoy like the swag, Brian. Oh, thanks, Brian. That made me feel emotions. It makes me feel really good. That was good. Nice stationery, Brian. You ready for the third one? Yeah, I'm ready for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is ostensibly a postcard, I yes. guess, and it is postcard size, but the front is a is fur. Uh, it appears to be fur. It's it's. I don't well, think it is actual fur. No, it's synthetic white. I would say it's a synthetic white tiger fur. <laughs> Stroke the furry wall. Yes. Okay. And this <laughs> on the back it says hair mail. Oh. And is from Meredith, Simon, and Drake. Whoa. Okay. This Drake? Drake. Drake. Drake, yes. All right, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Like Drake Drake? I think this is a person named Drake, I'm, I'm guessing. There's okay. a last name here, but I, I uh, redacted. Okay. But yeah. not Drake from Degrassi, probably. Probably. I like that Drake in your world is from <laughs> Degrassi. <laughs> not world famous hip hop artist. But okay. This says Sam and Ross, my boy, Simon, 12, Drake, 9, and I enjoy the show. We hope our list makes it on the show. Number, oh, look at this. He said, I messed that up. It says, I enjoy your show. We hope your list, or we hope our list makes it on show number 50. It did. And it did. Uh, Meredith likes Chesapeake Bay Watershed. Hmm. Wait, should we say yeah. this for the thing or should we do it right now? Do it. She, she gets yeah, a, you're they right. get a you're special right. slot. It's a, it's a postcard with synthetic tiger hair on it. Yeah. Um, Meredith likes Chesapeake Bay Watershed, homemade ginger tea. Ooh. And Carbon Leaf, that's a local band, which Ooh. she clarifies in parentheses, but we should all know that, even if you don't, it's fine. All right, Simon, and then the handwriting has switched. I I, I get it. So this is most likely Simon writing. Simon, oh, these are good. Simon likes zippers. Ooh. Strawberry Italian ice 
and the negative side on AA batteries. What? <laughs> I'm That's so fascinated. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I want to hear more. Yeah, is there a reason why? Point or negative. just like, that's the flat side, right? That's the flat side. So that's the side that you can, it's easier to get out. Do you put the flat side in first? Uh, yeah. It depends if how, where the springs are, if there are springs. Springs last? Springs first. Springs first, okay. And then, continuing, Drake, the handwriting switches again. Mm-hmm. Drake likes fizzy Coke, Ooh. polar bears, and Minecraft. All good things. All great things. Those are good. This is a great postcard. Thank you, family. Thank you. Meredith, Simon, and Drake. That was great. If you want to send a postcard. Oh, yeah. Ross, where can they send a- Hold on. Let me get it. Let me get an envelope. <laughs> ah, Sam. You can send a postcard to Sam and Ross like things. No, do I send it to Sam care of? Is that what we do? I think we send it to- Sam and Ross like things care of. Okay. Sam and Ross like things care of Sam Davies. P.O. Box 25914, Richmond, Virginia, 23260-5914. That's it. We would love to get your postcards. These were great. Thanks, everyone. They make me, when I go to the P.O. box and there is stuff in it that is not mail addressed to someone who had my P.O. box three years ago, (laughs) I feel so much joy. And thank you so much for sending it. Yeah, this was great. That was top of the show. Now it's time for follow up. Uh, So follow up from Past Tense Knows Everything. Mm. Last episode, they said uh, they liked a roguelike game and we didn't know what that was. Yes. And a roguelike is a modifier to a video game genre, and it implies procedurally generated content with harsh permadeath. Okay. So, okay. You play until you win or die and start over from the top. And this is a core gameplay loop. It leads to constant reevaluation of the game state and infinite playability. So, like a MUD. I don't know what that is. A multi user dungeon or net hack. In my mind, when when we chatted about it last time, it was Diablo. But this doesn't sound like Diablo. This sounds like Diablo in well, hardcore Diablo, mode. Yeah, Diablo hardcore mode. It does have those. Those maps are generated, mm-hmm. uh, but they're they're generated but somewhat static. That they've got shorter parameters. Look up NetHack. Okay, and it's a it's a like a RPG you can play with like ASCII. I would love to know why is it called roguelike? Because of the first game I looked it up on Wikipedia. I think one of the first games in this style was called Rogue. Oh, literally like Rogue. Yes. Okay. And then, Sam, I had just a tiniest bit of follow-up. Oh, yeah? I went to Pearly's, and I ate a Reuben, and I thought about you. Oh. And it was a delicious Reuben. It was huge, and I brought it home, and then I had another delicious Reuben for lunch you the got next double day. Reuben. Double Reuben. Double Reuben all the way. Yeah. That makes me hungry. Well, it's delicious. Shall we do this, Ross? It's time for Stop All the People Lies. We need to block out a whole nother podcast for this, Sam, because it's a long list. This is a long list, and I normally will make a joke about how it's not long, or I'll make the airline joke, but this is a, a list worthy of episode 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There this might is, be 50 things the, on the list. I the, don't know. This is the 50th episode list. Yeah. Are we ready to get into it? Um, all right. Plofmaster likes making fancy cocktails for his friends. Hmm. Matt Fisher likes the song that plays during the final cutscene in Mario Odyssey. Riffs are gnarly and the vocals are so catchy. And that, for me, at this moment, is still a spoiler. So I haven't looked it up because... You haven't finished the game? No, it's on my year list to oh, do. Oh, wow. But I haven't finished or, it Do yet. you have to 100, 100 moon, 100% moon? No, I just haven't had time to like gotcha. get into it. Um, I will tell you how I discovered the joy of that game. Mm-hmm. I was just playing playing through the t- tutorial level. Then I got to like the first world and... 
and I'm jumping around, throwing my hat on things, and then I'm a T-Rex. Yeah, don't they do such a good job yeah. in that game? It's like, like, what could I'm be the coolest thing? <laughs> what would be the best thing to do at the beginning of the game? Oh, turn Mar- Mario into a T-Rex and have him smush everything. <laughs> yep. Brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Uh, Scott likes that we made it to 50. That's us. Yes. And that Ross found a Tony B tile. Do you know about this Tony B tile? Uh-uh. So I was walking around City Hall the other day, and in the asphalt of the road is this tile. And I think the way it works is you like put these tiles on the asphalt, and they get like pressed into the street, and then they they're there until they wear away. Um, and I walk the street all the time. Um, that sounds like a song. I walk yeah, these streets. I walk these streets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hadn't seen it before, but I think it's been there since last year. And it's I can't tell if there is one person, Tony B, putting these tiles down or if it's a style of art, Tony B tile. Um, but there was one in Richmond. I found it. I found I saw one, too. I City think. Hall? Front of City Hall? No, it was on 2nd Street. Take a picture. Okay. And send it to me. All right. All right. Scott continues. Uh, he loves low poly isometric game art. And there's a link. And I look at this and this stuff is great. Yeah. Really great. Really beautiful. Um, Jason likes puppies. The ACA, which I assume is the Affordable Care Act, mm-hmm. uh, Diner Coffee, and Salmon Ross Light Things. There's a lot of this on this list. <laughs> and I want to say every time it makes me blush, like for <laughs> real. So thank you. Thank you, Jason. Jonathan likes Koyana Skatsti. And we've talked about this we before have. on the show. Um, that's not how you probably say it, but it's an amazing movie and soundtrack, which he says the best film score combo ever, which I might agree with. Um, Amy likes her Instant Pot and Salmon Running Shoes. Do you know about Instant Pot? We have one. Do you really? Yeah. Do you do it? It is It is Kat's uh, Christmas toy, and we use it all the time. Oh, that's awesome. I'm jealous of them when I see them in places. Yeah, we've had you know mashed potatoes. We made... Mashed potatoes? Yeah. Not just rice. Right. Does it even do rice? I don't know. It does do rice. <laughs> uh, we've, had, um, we've had salmon cooked in the Instant Pot. We've had chicken. That's all the things. You've listed all the foods. <laughs> yeah. You can stick anything in there. <laughs> um, Val, who am I married to, likes salmon Ross. Oh, thanks, Val. Tracy. I told, told you. <laughs> there, that's two. We should keep a tally. Uh, Tracy likes walking on crunchy, half-melted sheets of ice. Also, she likes this podcast we made. Oh, is that us or is that yeah, a podcast us. she made? I think she's talking about us. Okay. Uh, oh, and then <laughs> Tracy continues. Ross, it's me, the corrector and clarifier. Follow me back already. Listen, this is <laughs> slightly a a hedge. Maybe it's not a hedge. I don't know. No, it's not a hedge. I'm By just, definition, it's not a hedge if oh, it's on the show. Okay, so I just don't follow people on Twitter. Yeah, I know. And it's not a. It's not a. It's not a like a value statement about your worth as a person. It's just I'm very protective of my follow list. So well, I think in this scenario, yeah. Uh, she has a private account, therefore you cannot see when she at replies both of us. Oh, yep. Well, my DMs are always open. You could you could at Sam, and then you could DM me because that sounds like a fun workflow. <laughs> um, all right, Mike likes two D side scrolling Mario games, and also he likes being married to a teacher. Means he gets to take a spring break from his not tied to academic job. That's a long sentence, but I'm into that vibe. Yeah, didn't you marry a teacher for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. And I love the 2D Mario's. Like in uh, the Mario Odyssey, my favorite part is when you get to go into the wall and do I, one D, on 2D Mario. I one can, D Mario. One <laughs> D Mario would be pretty fun too. <laughs> I cannot wait until there's a 2D Mario game on the Switch. Uh, I also cannot wait. Um, 
a parenthetical follow-up for Mike. He guesses in a few years having a kid in school will mean the same thing. Um, I'm trying to tie that back in. Yeah, it's great. It, spring break for Richmond Public Schools is like in a second. It's like next week or the week after or something like that. And I am looking forward to having the child at home. Yeah. Who I can hear upstairs making lots of laughing sounds. So I'm not sure what's going on. Isn't there. it bedtime? You'd think. I don't know. Yeah. Except they're having a party. Um, let's see. Past tense likes the Trader Baru Cormorant. Did I do that right? Yes. I don't know. By Seth Dickinson. It's about a woman who decides to get revenge. This is awesome, by the way. Yeah, this like next this. sentence. It's about a woman who decides to get revenge on the nation that colonized her country, but instead of going to assassin school or the like, becomes an accountant. Her weapons are logistics, banking, and most importantly, monetary policy. That's great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, John likes Mr. Beefy. That's oh, you on Twitter. Yeah. Thanks, John. Imogen. Who's my daughter. Likes Velocity Comics. She does. You're like raising up in the next gen. She's been reading lots of Marvel Unlimited. She just tore through ta Coates' Black Panther. Has she read... Um, I'm reading World of Wakanda right now by Roxane Gay. Is that good? Yeah. It is. Right. It takes place before the events in Black Panther 1. So maybe she'll like it as a prequel. She probably will. Um, Sam's youngest daughter likes The Sims Mobile and Cats and Hugs. Yeah. <laughs> Kids have the best likes. That's true. Cat uh, likes reading books. That's who I'm married to. Is Cat reading anything good at the moment? Do you know? Uh, yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, Brandon likes snow that's gone within 24 hours. Can I tell a small side story? We're yes. deep in this list. I'm we're going we're, to do it. I, this is embarrassing, but I just, I went to Cleveland last week. Yeah, Cleveland rocks. Cleveland did rock. I had a lot of fun in Cleveland. And they have snow that doesn't disappear in 24 hours. Ugh. Like, we got there and it didn't snow at all, but there was snow everywhere. And it- From the before time? Yeah, from the before time. And it like, I hadn't realized that some places the snow just like stays. Yeah, it just doesn't go away. That sounds awful. What, what do you do? Um, Prabir loves the number 50. It's a good number. Which is the number we're at for mm -hmm. our show. Emily likes Biscuits and Sneaky Pete, a series on Amazon. Ooh. I don't know what this is. I meant to look it up. But it has the word Pete in it. Yeah. You think of Pete and Pete, oh, which Pete, it can't be bad. that bad. Pete and Pete was so good. Um, Jenny likes Peppermint Roller Essential Oil. I don't know what that is either. Peppermint Roller. I wonder if I typoed that. Peppermint Roller? I don't know. I know what essential oil is, and I know what peppermint is. I know what a peppermint is, yeah. None of my family members being sick. Our neighbors. Budgets. The cinnamon sugar muffin mix from Trader Joe's seriously so good. Hmm. I love I love budgets too, man. Yeah, I'm into budgets. Um, Liz likes the Loyola Ramblers basketball team, who did some upsets. Gotcha. Sister Jean, don't know what that is. I meant to like I, that. I, I'm going to tell you a sports thing. Oh, okay. It's I think it's this nun who is a fan of that basketball team. Oh, of Loyola. Of Loyola, because it's a Jesuit thing. Oh, is she like? She's a super a, fan? She's an old lady super fan. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I believe that's what I I got from from mass media. Great. Uh, and, and she's not she's not my lover. Oh, Sister Jean is not? <laughs> okay, cool. I think that might be against her rules. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Liz also likes Emma Gonzalez. Emma is pretty cool. She is a cool kid. I am inspired. Uh, Lisa likes things that are the 50th. Which is this, so she, you know, that's going out on a limb because this show, this episode could be bad. I don't know. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> there's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> Just 50, that's, yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, the Alienist on TNT, which I don't know what that is, but Lisa likes I, Tanya. What's that? Oh, oh you told me about that. I, I Tanya is a Tanya Hardy movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It is so good. We watched it last night, and it is it is excellent. It is everything you'd want in a Tanya Harding movie. It's more than that. It's more. Whatever you're thinking of Tanya Harding movie. I'm thinking of Weird Al's uh, song that was a parody of the Crash Test Dummies song. Making fun of Tanya Harding, probably. Uh huh. See, she talks like they talk about that and how like there's this really great scene, a little small, small, small spoiler, but not really where she talks about how like she had a really abusive husband and her mom was pretty abusive. And then she's like, and then, you know, I was abused by the American public. Like I became the butt of every joke and every interaction became abusive. It's like, dang, you made me feel bad for all the times I laughed at Tanya Harding jokes. Oh, we were like 12. I know. Couldn't be helped. Chris likes homemade pizza sauce Mm. in all caps, followed up by Billy liking corn chips in all caps. I love both those things. Jen likes trail running and the Barkley marathon. Oh, I think this is the world's toughest marathon. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. We should do some more research on these things. This is, but it's, it's <laughs> honestly too many. It's an uncountable number of yeah. things to like. Leslie likes Cheez-Its. I freaking love Cheez-Its. Yeah. I love a variety of flavors. We've discussed this on we the We have. Show. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, John likes the Roman numeral L, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is 50. It is 50. Okay, great. Chairman Brando likes diet soda and its ability ability to sate my ravenous sweet tooth in a sugar-free way. That's smart thinking. Yeah. Lindsay likes joggers. Joggers. <laughs> joggers. And seltzer. I love seltzer, mm-hmm. as we've talked about. Yes. Um, Kevin likes field notes. What's the difference between seltzer and club soda? I don't know, dude. I feel like people are real into there being a difference, though. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we, we I stepped on Kevin. Kevin likes field notes. Field notes are great. They're do you little have, notebooks. Do you do field notes still? Uh, I had a subscription for a while, and it gave me enough notebooks that I could not have a subscription for a while and never run out of notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Boz likes the, this is a long list of his own or her own, the innocence of childhood, really pure homemade ice cream, random conversations with Lyft drivers, a scalp massage. I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of a scalp massage. Massage. From a massage. Massage. The first listen of a new album by a favorite band when it's even better than your last favorite. And jeans that have been broken in really well. Oh, those are great things. Mm-hmm. I love when my jeans get the iPhone dent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, how you know they're they're good. <laughs> they've done their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, Brian likes when you have a big list of things. Other Well, this is not finally. Penultimately. Brian likes when you have a big list of things other people like. Also, springtime and puppies, especially fifteen-year-old puppies. That's an old puppy, and exclamation points. Aww. And then finally, Kelly likes anniversaries, like the fiftieth. Woo! That took like half an hour. Yeah, that. See y'all next time. That's it. That's it for (laughs) fifty. So Ross. Yeah. It's episode 50, and we thought we'd do a very special joint episode. Super special joint episode. Super special. In the in the grand tradition of joint episodes, as such joint episodes like <laughs> OmniFocus. And... Is that it? I think that was the only one. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was 25. Was it really? Maybe. Okay. Well, in two years from now, we yeah. can have another joint episode. All right. So what is it that we like, Ross? Uh, tonight, we like... Sam and I both, Richmond. We do. This is the the city, the the town, our the the place we chose to have our home. Should, do we have to clarify Richmond, Virginia? Uh, we do if we're searching on the internet. Yeah, definitely. Or if you're putting it into Apple News, <laughs> you get a lot of Richmond, California. <laughs> yeah, news, you probably. do. 
yeah, I love Richmond too. Sam, how long have you lived here? Uh, we moved here when my uh, oldest daughter was four months old, and she is eleven. Dang. So do eleven you, years. Do you? Um, this is a thing I like about Richmond is yeah. that I've had this conversation one million times where someone asks, "Oh." How long have you, which I just did it to you. Yeah. How long have you lived here? And really what we're asking is. Were you born? Were you born here? (laughs) And like, I was not born here. No, I've I've been here since 1994 or 1995, right around there. Yeah. And that's a long time. You've lived here longer than you haven't. Correct. And this happened the other day. This is a true story, Sam. True story. True story where I said, I was talking to someone and I was like, oh yeah, I wasn't born here. And they're like, oh really? How long have you been here? I said, oh, since 1994. And they said, oh, so not, not for very long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing I like about Richmond. Like I know yeah. my wife, Valerie, is born here. And anytime we're having a conversation and people are like, where are you from? And I say Richmond, she says, ah, you, you're not from Richmond. And I like that. It's, yeah. it, maybe it's irritating. But you like it. I do like it's, it. It's charming. It's charming. Uh, yeah. So that was my origin story. Uh, we were, I was working for Apple at the time, and I was covering three states worth of territory uh, on their higher education sales team. And I was losing four, uh, four hours of my day going around D.C. Uh, from Baltimore. And so we decided to move here. And then we stayed. And you like it. Yeah. As per the show. Yeah. Uh, we moved here with a baby, mm-hmm. so I didn't get out for like two or three years, something like that. Yeah. But when we finally did, it's like, oh, there's lots of fun stuff here, and it's uh, cozy. Cozy is such a good word to describe Richmond. Yeah. Um, yeah, my parents lived, or my parents, my dad worked for DuPont, and we moved all around. Um, and then we moved back here in 1994 when I was still in high school. And then I went to college, Virginia Tech, and then I moved back here because I didn't want to go anywhere else. And I had to kind of like lived all over. And yeah. lots of folks were like, why do you want to live in such like a small town of Richmond? I kind of lived everywhere already. Like, Yeah. Uh, we, uh, my brother lived here at the time when we moved. And he had shown me around town. And uh, he had also shown me around Blacksburg. He went to Virginia Tech as well. And he's like, Richmond's just like, you know, Blacksburg, how that was fun. Like, imagine that. But it's like eight Blacksburgs all stuck together. It's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Do you like... Um, one of the things I like, and I don't want to say if you like it or not, but like Richmond seems like a nice balance between a, a real city. It's and, a medium size. It's a medium sized city. Is that yeah. something you like about it? It is something I like about it. There are things, there are ways I wish we were more city like, yeah. which we are moving toward. Uh, but it also is, uh, it also is a place where not everything has been done. So like, if you want something to exist, you just. And I have to, you just go make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like. Because there, there aren't six other people doing it already. Right. I think, a, yeah, a corollary to that is um, it's very easy to make an impact. Yeah. Um, like you can be the, like you said, like six other people aren't doing your thing. You can do the thing and have a big citywide impact as just one person. Exactly. Which I think is really cool. Um, it fills me with, I don't know what the word, it's not hope. It's like whatever the feeling you get when Optimism? you- Optimism? Yeah. And, and But like mixed with like, there's a lot of potential. Yeah. So you get like excited about the potential. Yeah. Um, and like a, like a flip-flop way to look at that, and I see this in like transit a lot, is we're kind of, like you said, we're like, I, w- I wish we were more like a city in some ways, a big city, mm-hmm. and we're getting there. One of the benefits to, <laughs> to like being kind of behind on a lot of things is that when you decide to not be behind anymore, you get to start way ahead, way ahead, right? 
I think like bus stuff, just to be bus nerdy for a second, like our fare payment stuff for our buses, like we just had nothing for the longest time. So when we decided to modernize, we can be modernized at the same places that like places like London and Seattle are. Right. Because they've like figured out all this stuff and we don't have a legacy system of being of like 30 right. years. Right. Yeah. We're exactly. We can buy the fancy new fare boxes and they work great. Yeah, and I think that applies for lots of stuff in Richmond, honestly. Mm -hmm. And Um, we get a chance to, I mean, we get a chance to define, uh, you know, new neighborhoods become, become, um, you know, the hot spots, and it's neat to see sort of the rise and rise of those things. And it's small enough uh, geography wise, you can get to any of it on a bike. Yeah, I think that's great. Like you can know a lot of the city. I don't know if you can know. I don't know all of it, but. Yeah, you can, I have a picture of it in my brain. Right. And I wonder, like, I haven't lived as an adult anywhere else, but I wonder, like, if I lived in, like, a borough of New York, is the picture in my brain of my borough, of my neighborhood inside of that? Because, like, Brooklyn's, like, bigger than, like, any city in America, right? Yeah. right? It's, like, a, it's one of, by itself, it'd be a massive city. Like, is your picture just of Brooklyn, do you think? Or is it of, like, I guess it's of small segments of this, of this larger metropolis. Um, but in Richmond, like, your picture can be almost the entire place. Yeah. Which is neat. I, I agree. I don't know if other people think that's neat, Sam, <laughs> but I think it's neat. I like how there are little, uh, I don't want to say, sort of inside jokes or uh, uh, tomfoolery that we play on each other, like <laughs> kidding on the square. Like You always make the joke of if something on the south side, you're like, oh, it's on the south side. Right, right. People on the south side probably hate that. I'm sure they do, but we don't <laughs> actually mean it. Right. It's just the joke we make because we're being so silly about a somewhat true feeling of it's more than 10 minutes away. Therefore that's yeah. far. And that's another thing I like about our city is, is we have the concept in our household of Richmond far. My wife and I grew up in the Northern, Northern Virginia, the DC suburbs, and it would take 45 minutes minimum to get anywhere in Richmond. <laughs> we, uh, we whine about going to short pump and that's 15 minutes away. Yeah, I love it, man. Oh, sure. Um, do we have to? I, the other day, someone asked me, like, how do you, because I bike to a lot, of, a lot of places, and they are like, how do you decide, like, how when to leave on a bike? I was like, I don't know. I just leave 25 minutes before I have to be there, and I can get there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, anywhere I want to go on a bicycle is 25 minutes away at most. Yeah. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a small, tiny town. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sam. Yes. Do you have a, I don't, and I don't mean like a restaurant when I say this, or I want to, do you have a spot, a physical location in town that is a favorite spot? A favorite spot. I like walking down, up and down Grace Street. Uh, I think in like between fourth and fifth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I would love it if we turned that into pedestrian only. It's got great trees. It's got great buildings and that feels like a, like city. Yeah, it's very beautiful down there. Lots of so that's like an older retaily focused yeah. zone. And there's been a lot of redevelopment there. The restaurants and stuff is coming in, and just even just a pretty street to walk up and down. Yeah. How about you? Oh man, I love um, the top of City Hall. Oh, that's pretty great. And it's so nice. Like it's open if you ever want to go. You can go, um, and it's open on weekdays just to the general public. So you can go all the way up to I guess it's like the 18th floor. And it's awesome because it's the tallest building in the area. And it's it's the, what would you say? It, it reaches the highest into the sky. I don't think it's yeah. the tallest building, but it's that floor is taller than anything else. 
and you can see north, south, east, and west, like all around. So you can see like the whole city stretched out before you. Um, it's like a touristy thing to say, I think. That's a hedge. I just hedged. There's no hedging in this show on the 50th episode. <laughs> but it's neat, man. Like it you can, you, you can, can see how Richmond has grown and changed and like where it's growing yeah. and changing and stuff. It's neat. It is neat. Yeah. I love going up there. I keep saying neat, but it is. <laughs> I like... Um, I I work downtown and I work relatively close to the state capitol and I love walking the grounds there. It's gorgeous. Jeffersonian building and not just like Jeffersonian style, like yeah. literally made by the guy. And uh, just it's this uh, amazing place, like within walking distance of where I sit and write, you know, database <laughs> queries. <laughs> right. Can I tell you an awesome story? Yes, please. So this past weekend was March for Our Lives. March for Our Lives. Um, and in Richmond, the March for Our Lives. Lives? I feel like that sounds weird. Lives. Lives. March for Our Lives. Um, the march ended up at the Capitol, which is what you were just talking about. The coolest Richmond thing was, like, I was there with a bunch of kids, and we sat at the entrance of the Capitol and watched the Capitol grounds and watched all these people came in. It was like, I think the paper says like 5,000 folks. Wow. And I knew like 10 people. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, like, I, like, out of this streaming mass of humanity, like, I was just standing there and I saw people I knew and people were like, hey, Ross, hey. Like, I think that's amazing. That is, yeah. I know that's like small town, but like, I love that. It was cool to see like huge throng, people I knew, people that were like, local celebs a little bit oh like i saw the school superintendent walk by <gasps> i know i was like that's a new superintendent that's him. um but that's cool too i like that's what i think that's a benefit of like a small it is. town right yeah I, I've, there was one time cat and i went out to dinner and she was literally sitting next to doug wilder <laughs> <laughs> she's like who's that <laughs> just america's first elected yeah. black governor since reconstruction or whatever um yeah, there used to be a time when I was younger where we would go to Ipanema, my second favorite bar. Only my second favorite because I'm old now, Sam. Right. Um, but like we would go there and you know when you're young and you're like, oh, let's like go to a bar. At, we'll like start our night out at like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. <sighs> like that's when you'd start going out. And so we would go like you could just go at any any moment in time, just go to Ipanema at night and there would be like three people you knew there. Wow. Um, I love that too. I love and like sometimes I don't like that there's only three cool bars or whatever, whatever. But like sometimes it's awesome. Yeah, sometimes it's pretty great. <sighs> what else is cool? Um, I like again back on the tip. This is boring. Am I boring? You're hedging. Okay, I like <laughs> uh, on the on being able to influence. Like I yeah. enjoy how like small and close our city government is to humanity yes like even even like i feel like even federal level folks like you see dang tim kane like around yes you do like he's just around yeah i mean he lives in our neighborhood but, yeah yeah and he's just out like at the coffee shop being yeah. tim kane yeah. and like that's normal yep. um and so but city level folks especially like i always talk about how only like city city council folks only get emails from 10 people Mm -hmm. and you're one of them and i'm one of them so yeah, like yeah. if i get like 50 of my friends to send an email to city council it blows their mind because like yeah. nobody ever talks to them um but you can do that and you can have influence because it's yeah. such a small town and i've you know sat next to school board members at chuck e cheese <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens uh chuck entertainment cheese yes <laughs> <laughs> 
Sam, I want to, I don't, what, what's our time? What are we good? Are we good? We got some time. I want to talk for Richmond as long as you want. It's episode 50. Okay. I want to ask you. Yeah. If there's other stuff we want to talk about, we should talk about that. But I want to ask you, what thing are you excited about? And, or what would be a cool thing? Like, I don't want to put, I don't want to frame it as like, what could we do better? Cause that's not like a thing you like, but I want to like, what is a cool, exciting thing that we could get or we're on the way to, or give me some optimism for the future. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it personal. Okay. Um, oh, I'm it. excited about my daughters growing up in a city. Ugh. And I've already told them, like, you will get a bus pass long before you'll get a driver's license. And I will, I've, now that they're, now that the high schoolers get it, that's not an issue. But I was like, I'll just buy, I'll buy you a bus pass. Yeah. Just the idea that they're going to have sort of that freedom of the city earlier. I'm just thinking back to, um, you know, I grew up in the suburbs and that was fine. And we, Mostly played Nintendo in basements, and that was fine, too. We never went into D.C. We were 25 miles away. Uh, we rode our bikes up to the, to the like, strip mall but and, you know, got baseball cards or whatever. But my kids are going to have access to a city. Yeah. And they can explore that on their own, and it'll be, you know, that that's not without risk, but, like, that's growing up. And I'm so excited for them to have a city to, to live in. Listen, man, when I was growing up and I wanted to go to the comic book store, I would have to ride my bike for 45 minutes through like... Uphill both ways. <laughs> through like con- like subdivisions being constructed yeah, to get there. And like that is also not without risk, right? Right. Um, and now it would take... I mean, from your house, it's like 25, 30 minutes on the bus to the comic book store. Not after the ro- routes change either. Yeah, that's a good there's, man. There's a BRT station right outside. That's that's exciting. I'm but excited. That, that's about that what too. excites me about the city, um, and that you know, moving is the worst thing in the world, mm-hmm. and we don't ever have to move. No. Yeah, that's just we'll just live here forever. <laughs> I, done, done. I don't have to think about that ever again. I'm in your boat. Yeah, I will live here forever too. Um, How about you, Ross? What do you? What is your? Uh, what are you looking forward to about our city? Yeah. So I am looking for this is. A quasi-personal thing, too. Um, I feel like, especially in my new job, but like starting with my previous job, is like Richmond is a is like a center for lots of terrible racial things, right? Yes. Like Richmond like is obviously the capital, was the capital of the Confederacy. More slaves were sold in and out of Richmond than anywhere else other than New Orleans. And it's like a like slavery and racism and white supremacy like steep all of the conversations we have, all of the policy we make, all of the, the decisions we make. And starting with my previous job and this job, it like living here has like unlocked my brain. Oh, I'm with you to yeah. like how white supremacy and racism and segregation like really because we can see it. You can freaking see it, man, and like redlining and urban renewal and all these like urbanism things that like we did mostly to black people also people of color and like all sorts of other minorities we did these things and like you can see the impacts that has on present day Mm -hmm. richmond and to be mindful of the things that we're still doing right and so like the personal side of this is i'm very excited to see where my path leads me further into that conversation and discussion and i feel honored that like i know a lot of folks that allow me to participate in like um 
in some of these conversations with people of color and with underserved neighborhoods and low income neighborhoods. And it's exciting for me to like to learn. Yeah, to learn. Exciting is like a weird word to use for it, but right. definitely in the, like the learning sense. Like I feel honored and privileged in more than one way to be in these spaces and like experience it. So like the personal side of it is I'm excited to just like grow my like grow my brain like in the meme. Right? What like, else don't you know? Like galaxy brain. Yeah. And then in the like civic side is I think, like I said, like this kind of conversation permeates everything we do in Richmond, like every single thing. Um, and I'm excited to see how Richmond moves forward with that. Because um, it, it does feel like and, and we're we, we're you know, we're both optimists. Uh, it does feel like we're moving in the right direction. Sometimes I think it does. Yes. Painfully slow. But we've, it, it feels like if Richmond can pull this off, like and. Uh, anywhere could I, and I keep saying this I don't know if it'll happen or not but like I think given our history of, of long long leading history of terrible racism I think Richmond's in a very unique place to lead towards racial reconciliation and justice uh, I don't know if we will do that if we will decide to do that but I think you're right like there's movement towards it and there's opportunity for it uh, and that's what like I'm pretty excited about um, and like, I'm going to tie it back to your thing where like, I grew up in, a, a white suburban neighborhood outside of Richmond. Also maybe like, you know, 15, 20 miles from Richmond. We never came down to Richmond. Mm -hmm. I am excited for my son to grow up here and to like be part of a multicultural community Yeah, and like, see how that impacts his life. And hopefully it won't take him until he's like an old man to be like, Oh wait, like some people <laughs> have it worse than you, you know? <laughs> We can only hope our children aren't as dumb as us. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, Ross. Uh, so we love our city. We I love, love it a home. lot. Like, um, yeah, I get emotional thinking about how much I like living where I live. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Sam. This was a, this was your idea for this topic. It was really good. You ready for uh, episode 50 quick hits? Yeah, dude. Quick hits! Quick hits, quick hits, quick hits. Do you leave in that part? I got a quick hit. Yeah, hit me. Hit me quickly. So this, uh, I looked into this again uh, from friend of the show, Scott, who uh, draws funny books for a living. He's a, he's a literal comic artist. Yeah. He sh when he shares, I'm distracting from your quick okay, hit. I'm sure. sorry. But when he shares art on Twitter, I like double make sure to like intensely look at it because he is an artist. Yeah, that's, that's how we. So you know it's good. It is great. Uh, he uh, reminded me there's a service, uh, Comixology Unlimited. So Comixology is an app that you can, and a service you can have on your iPad or on a web browser, or even on your phone. And it is access to digital comics. Yeah. And they uh, were bought by Amazon and they have a service called Comixology Unlimited. I remember we talked about this mm -hmm. a while back. And they, and they have Marvel stuff now too. Hmm. And it is almost... I'm not sure if it's everything, but it seems to be most things that are on the six-month delay. But you also get Image. You also get Dark Horse. You get Hellboy. Now, wait, get, wait, just, just wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. When I looked at it last, there yeah. were, you got, in like, when you went to Image to, so, wait, wait, do we, to, to define for the audience, this is yeah. a, a comic subscription service. Yeah, you kind of like a Netflix. Yeah, Netflix for comics. Closer, like the Amazon uh, Prime Book thing, right. Kindle li library. 
it used to be you only got like the first 12 issues of they're adding more and more stuff so you get lots of stuff dang you don't get everything though so like the old stuff from the 60s not everything's there but the stuff you do get doesn't have you know how in marvel unlimited it is uh really archival and like when you do the tappy boxes it doesn't always work real well Mm -hmm. you get the comicsology versions where they've taken the time to do all that stuff right how much does it cost per month I think it's six dollars. Ah, you're gonna make me get both. <laughs> I was hoping you said fifteen. I'd be like too expensive, Sam. I could never do that. And I think you get a free trial, especially because you're a prime dude. That's not that. That's all right. I love budget, Sam. Yeah. So that is my quick hit. Oh, I got two, but we can do yours next. Okay, Sam. My quick hit. Is I freaking love dried apricots. I've got them in my cupboard. They're so good. Do you really? Do you have the cylinder? They come in a cylinder? No, I've got the, you got a bag? Uh, a Trader Joe's bag. Trader Joe's bag. We get. I got the cylinder, and dang, I eat too many dried apricots in a day, I think. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tell do myself- Do you eat them regularly? <laughs> <laughs> I tell myself, Sam, that one, yeah. they're good for your internals. Absolutely. Two, if, if it, I imagine if I were to eat like peanut M&Ms with the same frequency. Oh, that would be way worse. It would be way worse. Yeah. So this is great. That's part, you're, you'd be silly not to eat a whole bag. And then I think this is, I'm gonna, this is a hedge, but I'm going to allow it. Because are they, are they, is that a whole apricot? I, don't, I think so. No, because they have seeds. It might be slices. Okay, that makes me feel way, way better. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like destroying like fields of apricots no, every no, day. No, because think of the proportional size of a raisin to a grape. But a raisin is a whole grape. I know, but but an apricot, dried apricot little piece. If the audience could see how serious yeah, my face yeah. is. Yeah, right a little now. apricot piece is way smaller proportionally than a raisin is to a grape. Okay. All right, if you say so. <laughs> uh, believe my authoritative voice. <laughs> okay, I will, I will. All right, tell me your next quick hit. All right, um, so I received my GRTC e-pass. You are lucky. Look, oh. So I'm going to hand it to Ross now. It is a hard pass. This is so nice. It's a hard plastic, like thicker than your insurance card, and it is a wireless bus pass. I just got to go up and just tap it, just tappy tappy, and I'm on the bus. That is great. No swiping for me. I have one hard pass in my wallet. It works through my wallet. Yeah, so you just bloop your wallet on there? Just bloop my wallet on there. That's awesome. I have, um, when I used to work for VCU, I had... Similar thing, but it was a flimsy piece of paper that you just had to keep for six months. Yeah, I've had the same flimsy <laughs> piece of paper for two years. That is amazing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's what I'm talking about, so right? We're we get to start. Towards, and yep. and uh, my understanding is that uh, almost everyone will be able to buy a hard permanent pass eventually. They're working towards that. That's the goal: is that everyone can have a reloadable pass. Can't wait. Um, Can't they haven't wait. promised that, but they're working towards it. Always making progress. Yep. All right, <laughs> Ross, we did 50 episodes of this dang show. There's a lot of dang episodes for a dang show. Yeah, we get mail from people we've never met. White Tiger for a White Tiger, ride the White Tiger. <laughs> so a, if you, I felt a lot of ep- emotions in this episode. I feel you. I want to thank, thank everyone who listens to our show. Like It means a lot to me that people care about this stupid little thing we do. It's not stupid. That's a hedge if I've ever heard of <sighs> You got me. You got me. <laughs> Shall I say, this thing we do of relatively small import. I 
think that's still ahead. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to cut all this out. Okay. Thank you all for listening to this show. It means a lot to me that we get to, I get to talk to my friend Ross and you all get to hear, hear us do it. Yeah. And you know what? I think, wait, I want to make two things. One is a joke that in the, in your notes for thanking people, it says, thanks to the 50 listeners. No, it says, thanks for the 50 comma listeners. <laughs> thanks I for the added, 50 listeners. Thanks for the 50 <laughs> listeners. I put the comma in there for that reason. The second thing the comma's is important. It is very important. Put your glasses back on. So the second thing, I think, and you can correct me and then cut this out if this is wrong, but I think the idea for this show comes from your wife, Kat. Is that true? Uh, Possibly. I think that we were talking about on Twitter about how everyone, there's all the pod, every podcast is just someone out there complaining. And then I think, I think she was like- She's pretty smart. I think she was like, I'd listen to podcasts of stuff people like. Ding. And we were like, wait a second, we like some stuff. Yeah. What should we call it? <laughs> and we're genius namers. Um, you should see if that's true and leave it in if it's true. I'm going to leave it in anyway. Okay, cool. In the, in Editing the is grand hard. tradition of our 50 episodes, misremembering <laughs> things my wife said is high on the list. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm bad at thank yous. I have to write a best man speech and I'm bad at that too. So I don't know. Hedging. It's, it's like, dang. It's cool to do a thing for three years, and I am yeah. very appreciative that every once in a while someone's like, hey, blah, 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 that thing was cool. And I say, yeah, thanks, man. Well, whew. all right. So where can they find show notes for this episode 50? Episode 50, you can go to salmonrosslikethings.com. Dot com. And it'll be right there at the top. At the top of the dang page. Yep. If you want to send us a postcard, send it to uh, Sam and Ross Like Things, care of Sam Davies, P.O. Box, Two five nine one four Richmond, Virginia two three two six zero dash five nine one four. It really brings us joy when we get little pieces of card in the mail with pe- with people's words on it. It just it, it means a lot. It's gonna be hard to top swag and white tiger postcard. I challenge, challenge accepted. Yeah. Where can uh, people find you on the internet, Ross? As always, at Ross Catro R O S S C A T R O W. Mostly on the Twitter. Yeah, I'm uh, at Mr. Beefy on the Twitter, and I'm also at Mr. Beefy on the Microdot blog. Cool. I uh, want to thank Matt Fisher, as always, for the music in this episode. Uh, all the songs mm-hmm. you heard, he made, he composed himself, and I believe he performed all of as well. You can find his uh, his podcast is hashtag sad dads. You can find that where you find podcasts. My son will often be uh, singing the stuff other people like bit just <laughs> randomly around the house. <sighs> That's great. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Ross. Thanks, Sam. Let's uh, get to 100. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's... Bye. Bye. (laughs)